Hello everyone, and welcome to another beer review. Now, today we're doing a porter. <laughs> and uh, we're doing it from the Thornbridge Brewery. Mmm, yes. Something a bit more interesting, maybe something with a bit more body. But what we're doing today is Coco Wonderland, or Cocoa Wonderland, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Going on the basis is that in Russia it's cacao, and a lot of other languages it's cacao, and we say cocoa. And it's not, but it's actually a kind of cacao. Wonderland. And it's a chocolate porter, and it's 6.8%. I don't know what this costs, because this was kindly donated by Adrian, because obviously he must be getting sick of the shit I'm buying. And he thought, well, sod you. I'll get a couple of beers for you. You can review them, and hopefully people might think you've actually got a taste for beer. Anyway, so, there's a bit of spill in the back of this. So it says, it's the winner of a large number of accolades in the UK and internationally. Cocoa Wonderland or Cocoa Wonderland is an absolute go-to for many Thornbridge drinkers. It has been created as a porter first, balanced and sturdy with a light roastiness and distinct touches of mocha and raisins. Okay, fine, fair enough. This foundation allows the intense and luxurious cacao flavours to truly stand out without overpowering the beer itself. The decadent chocolate notes are present from the first scent to the last drop. Okay, that's right. I mean, that's not a bad bit I can spill at the back because they're stating some facts maybe blowing the trumpet a little bit, but I don't see that's any problem. I mean, if you've won accolades and, and you've won awards or whatever, then, yeah, tell people about it. And they do say that, yes, it's a popular one amongst a kind of uh, popular kind of uh, customer base, which is fine, good. And there's a bit of information, so we expect to get a bit of mocha, a bit of raisins, and, of course, yes, we're going to get some luxurious kind of cacao flavours as well. So that's a good thing. You know, so I don't know if I've done if I've done that. Here we go. That'll be for the third meal. Mm. And Instagram and all that bollocks. So, yeah, I don't know how much this costs, but again, it's one of these baby cans, you know. 6.8%. I mean, it's going to get to the point is that the alcohol percentage is going to be higher than the actual volume in milliliters. So it's 330ml can, you know, just a little can of coke, a little baby can of beer, look at that, ooh, yeah, sweet bastards. Anyway, you know what I'm like, I mean, for God's sake, you know, people can cope with bigger cans, you know, and bigger bottles. But anyway, let's crack it open and see what we've got. Got a little baby glass to go with it, you see? <laughs> Lovely. I thought it'd be stupid to try and put it in a bigger glass because you just end up looking like a bloody twat. There we go. Right, I think that's good enough. So there you go. It's dark, it's black, tanned head. Getting dark roasted malts. Maybe a little bit of chocolate, maybe a little bit. 
maybe a little bit of sweetness smell and kind of aromas. But overly aromatic, which, let's be totally honest, doesn't really mean anything. You get ones that smell absolutely all over the place, and then you drink it, it's completely lacking in flavour, and then other ones, not much of an aroma, but bags of flavour when you get your laughing gear round about it, you know what I mean? So, but yeah, and there's some aromas there, but they are very, very subtle. So, let's see what it tastes like. Right, okay, right. Well, I don't know why they call it Cocoa or Cacao Wonderland. Just pulling the rest of this out. Yes, there is a... There's plenty of that going on with it. So there is. And I don't know, I mean, I don't mind smaller cans if they're priced accordingly, but... If they're doing a can like this and they're basically £3 plus, so you're thinking, come on, you're ripping the piss a bit. Now, I can understand if you're using premium ingredients and everything else, that type of stuff, but you're trying to say fillers doesn't, you're trying to say that, uh, as an example, Timothy Taylor's don't use premium products and everything else and ingredients, so... I mean, there's plenty of breweries that use really good quality ingredients. Um, black sheep, all that kind of stuff. Are you going to turn around and say, well, hey, we do it and our stuff is so much more expensive than theirs? I'm not buying that. But they can manage to make a kind of 500ml bottle or can and make a very good beer with it that wins plenty of awards and all this type of stuff. So you've got to be kind of realistic that uh, unless you're basically doing kind of like sampling, 330 mil cans, well, you know, that's fine. I'm going to sample a, a right range of beers. So I've got maybe 10, 15 beers I'm just going to sample. So yeah, these type of cans, okay, fine. If you're doing tastings. But if you're having a session, you're thinking, Jesus, that's me going away to the fridge again to get another can. You'd be bringing two of them back every bloody time. So you would be getting sick of it. Yeah, it's not realistic in the real world, is it? People are thinking, sitting there having a bit of a session with 330 mil cans. But like you say, maybe more suited if you're having a tastings or that type of stuff from that point of view, then okay, fine. But anyway, let's break down these flavours. Right, it's a bit strange. Is it me? I honestly don't know. They're saying raisins. I'm not really getting raisins. I'm just getting, I'm getting little hints of, but anyway, let, let's start off. Front of the mouth. I'm getting roasted malts. Get them medium, a little bit of dark, but they're not overly roasted, not overly strong kind of medium to dark malt. So that's what I'm kind of getting. I'm getting little accents of, of chocolate. But what I am getting is kind of a rosiness, a kind of flawless at the front of the mouth. And just with that little bit of kind of hints of chocolate, 
kind of when I see dark chocolate, which of course you can see cacao. Yet. There's a kind of slight bitterness to it, so you're getting that slightly kind of chocolatey bitterness, very light at the front of the mouth. But with this rosiness, I'm just getting accents of Turkish delight. And when I say Turkish delight, I don't mean the Turkish delight you get in Turkey. I'm talking about is it Cabri's Turkish delight kind of scenario, which is a kind of a chocolate confectionery done by Cabri's in the UK. I don't know if you get it in other places, but in the UK it's basically a kind of a rose kind of flavoured jelly or gelatin, and then it's coated in a kind of a Cabri's kind of milk chocolate. And of course, there's people from the UK thinking, yeah, we know, we'll get on with it, shut up. But for people outside the UK, that's what I'm kind of referring to. And I'm just getting really kind of hints of that. I'm not getting kind of raisins. I'm getting more kind of that kind of Cabri's Turkish delight kind of uh, vibes. But not overly sweet. I mean, because it's confectionery, it's very sweet, whereas this isn't. There is a bitter sweetness there, but there is more kind of bitter accents all over the place than there is um, strong sweetness. So it was very tempered from that point of view, which obviously actually makes it quite nice because I actually quite like Cabri's Turkish Delight. So from that point of view, it's quite nice. And of course, it's not silly sweetness, so it's not like kind of layer cake and all this nonsense. So it's actually quite nice. Let's see what's going on in the mid-term. Yeah, get it in the mid-tongue and you're getting more of that kind of rosiness to it, obviously, coming from the hops. The chocolate is kind of obviously got a bit stronger. The There is a kind of slight underlying sweetness, quite a light underlying sweetness going from the front of the mouth all the way through. So it's lying there at the very kind of base foundation, but it's very light. And then you have more of a chocolate flavour with a little hints of bitterness, but you're getting this rosy flavour and of course a little bit of malt as well, still sitting there in the, in the mid-tongue. But yeah, it's actually very nice and very pleasant. The thing is though, the rosiness plays kind of second fiddle. So you're getting the kind of rosiness in the mid-tongue, but you're actually getting more of a chocolate flavour. But you are getting this accent of, of roses, you know, rose water or kind of floralness. And uh, it's actually quite nice from that point of view. And uh, it's something maybe a little bit different. I've had floralness and slightly roses and other types of porters and things like that. But other kind of sweeter flavours have been kind of dragged into it as well, kind of like cherries or plums or things like that. At least I'm not actually getting that. So this is, the flavours are there, but there's a clarity to it. And also kind of slightly kind of cleanness to it as well, which is quite nice. And let's see what the aftertaste is like. Aftertaste is it's a bit lighter. I would maybe expect to get a little bit more bitterness in the aftertaste or something like that, but it's a bit lighter than that. So would you explain it? The flavours move from the kind of mid-tongue into the aftertaste. So you, the, the kind of 
rose kind of flavours are starting to kind of dissipate and die down as it moves into the kind of aftertaste. You've still got this kind of slight, very light underlying sweetness, which is starting to dissipate as well. But also, the bitterness associated with the chocolate is also dissipating along with that kind of sweetness and this kind of rosiness. And you're just left with a slightly earthiness kind of side of kind of the chocolate flavour. You know, if you eat chocolate, very dark chocolate, once you kind of past all the kind of main flavours, the kind of thing that kind of lingers at the back of the tongue is a slight kind of earthiness. You know, it's a chocolate flavour, but you've got a little bit of kind of earthiness to it as well. So that's what you're kind of finishing with. So it actually finishes quite light. You would expect it to kind of drag on a bit more and just have a kind of final hurrah. And it doesn't, it just kind of just generally kind of dissipates away and just gets nice kind of easy kind of kind of light bitter chocolate with a slight earthiness to it and that's it so it doesn't go out with a bang but it doesn't go out with a whimper but it doesn't go out with a bang it's just quite a very gentle aftertaste from that point of view which makes it probably slightly imbalanced because you, you, you get quite a burst at the front of the mouth. You get quite a good kind of uh, mid-tongue. And then, I'm not saying it's light, but it just it's taking them flavours and just kind of, you know, fading them out quite gently. And not bringing any new flavours into it, not kind of ramping up any flavours or anything like that, or kind of giving a real strong linger. It's not giving any of that. It's quite a light finish from that point of view. But in general, in generally, overall, it's actually a very nice beer. And I like the the flavour profiles. I like that. And it does, it does give me a kind of... It just to imagine if Cabri's... Turkish Delight was actually done with decent quality chocolate. I mean, we're talking more kind of darker, richer chocolate. And there was probably a more higher quality Turkish Delight in there. And it would be less sweet and more balanced between the kind of bitterness of the chocolate. And it's almost like that. It's almost like a kind of upmarket kind of Cabri's Turkish Delight from that point of view. It's actually quite nice. But what I would say, with the lightness of the aftertaste, it does actually make it a little bit more sessionable, which also makes it a bit more disappointing because it's only a 330ml can, because it does actually make it quite drinkable. And I would probably say almost sessionable. And then you're looking at this thinking, that's it, that's all I've got left from my can and I've been doing a lot of talking to try and kind of drag it out but this is it <laughs> I like it I do I like it I think the flavours are nice nice flavour profiles they're clean they're a decent kind of uh, intensity they're not overly strong but they're not also too light that you're struggling to kind of make them out. Aftertaste, probably a wee bit lighter than what I would be expecting from a chocolate kind of porter, but it does make it that little bit more drinkable, which again adds that disappointment because it's all under, 
it's only a 330 mil can and it'd be far better if it was a 500 mil can or a 500 mil bottle so on that reflection again i don't know how much this costs a lot of times i could probably go and check but i don't check it because at the end of the day i don't know where agents could have bought this and I don't know if you'd bought it part of some sort of kind of sale thing. And I don't want to give prices that are maybe inaccurate and he didn't pay this. Or people come back and say, well, you said it was this and it turns out to be a lot more and everything else. If I bought it, then I could say, I bought it in this shop that cost this much. If you buy it somewhere else, it might be cheaper, it might be more expensive, I don't know. But if I haven't bought it at all and I don't know where it's come from, then I can't really give any kind of prices. So I don't. But I look in the basis as what I do know is it's a 330 mil can and it loses marks for that because I think the standard should be 500 mil whether it's a bottle or a can. And I've said that multiple times, you're probably sick of me saying it, but that's a given for me. Because all the majority of the kind of mainstream brewers and some of the fabulous brewers, they understand that. Because people drink pints, 500 mil, it's not exactly a pint, no, but it's close as damn it from that point of view. And it's a good kind of round thing, especially for calculating duties and everything else and selling it on the continent. Aye, Europe and all that type of stuff. So it just keeps everything kind of nicely rounded. Everybody knows where they stand and everybody's quite happy to work that way. But then, of course, you've got basically some brewers that are, oh, I've got to do 440 mil or I've got to do 330 mil cans. And you think, I'll oh, just get a grip for God's sake. Especially if you make a nice beer and it's quite sessionable. And you're thinking, you're not making it easy for your customers. You're not making it easier for drinkers to have a bloody session on your uh, beer because they're back and forth to the fridge like buggery. You know, well, so we just stand here. In fact, I'll tell you what, can we just set a wee table up or a chair just next to the fridge so we can just constantly just back and forward? In fact, don't bother shutting the door of the fridge, just get the bloody thing open. You know, it's like that. But anyway, I'm going off on one. So, what would I give this out of 10? Well, like I said, I, I like the flavours. They're nice and clean, easy to identify. And just the kind of flavour profile is very suited to me. It might not be suited for other people, but there is a nice rosiness. It's coming from the hops, a floralness of rosiness. There is a nice chocolate. Yeah, there's a nice controlled bitterness as part of that. There's a nice underlying sweetness. I mean, it's all there. A bit light in the aftertaste that you would probably expect. But I don't mind it because it just makes it just slightly more drinkable and slightly more sessionable from that point of view. Maybe a bit too much. So, out of 10, what would I give it? I'm going to give this a 7. Nope. I'm going to give it a 6.5 because of the 130ml can. If it was in a normal size can or bottle, I would give it a 7. But, because of that, and it just annoys me, so... Because of the size of the can, I'm dropping it down to six and a half. So it's a six and a half out of ten. But it is a nice beer. I would recommend it. I would recommend it if you can get it in a bigger can or bottle, then do so. I don't know the price, and that's another thing that I don't want to give it any more 
points that way because I don't know the price. It could be a ridiculous price. I honestly don't know. So from what I'm tasting and the size of the can and everything else, it's getting a six and a half from me. I would recommend it, but if it's a ridiculous price, well, again, it's up to you whether you want to spend that on a beer. And uh, everybody has their limits, let's be totally honest, so I understand that. So if you turn around and say, no, I ain't paying that for that, then I completely understand. Whereas other people think, no, well, it's kind of normal kind of price for that beer that in that kind of um, kind of criteria and uh, yeah I'm used to paying that type of price so I'm quite happy to okay again that's fine go for it so it's 6.8 percent it's 330 mil can unfortunately it's Six and a half out of ten. I would recommend it. Thanks for watching. Cheers. And bye for now.